Hi, this is Marilyn Dennis, and I do a podcast. That's why we call it Marilyn Dennis Does a Podcast. This episode, I'll be chatting with Jim Karras, a renowned lifestyle expert with over 30 years experience. Jim is one of my regular guest experts on the Marilyn Dennis Show, and we have become great, great friends over the years. Not only does Jim run his own series of fitness and wellness centers in Chicago called Jim Karras, Intelligent Fitness and Wellness, he's also written multiple number one New York Times bestselling books and has served as a personal trainer to the stars. Jim's always telling me that he looks and feels 10 years younger than he is. I can confirm that. So let's see how my friend Jim Karras in Chicago is doing and find out his secrets to feeling a decade younger. Let us talk right now and welcome to Jim Karras. Hello. Great to be with you. I miss you. I miss you too. Well, uh, there's so many things I'm going to ask you, but first, I understand that you're not wearing pants as much anymore. Is this what I'm to understand? Is that what's happening? Is this what's happening in your world? It's just, you know, it's not a necessity these days. It really isn't. And no. so I'm just kind of taking the opportunity to just kind of let things go. I haven't put deodorant on since we got locked in because I thought, why should I put this chemical in my body when it's Olivia's here with me half the time? So I'm just kind of al fresco these days and, you know, right, just right, go from there. Right daughter, Olivia, and, and your son, Evan, how are they doing these days? You know, they're great. He stayed at Cornell. Um, even though they shut down, he moved into the track and field house because he's part of the team. He's doing school remotely. He's working out two hours a day. He really hangs out with four total friends. So they're doing their own isolating thing in their house. And Olivia's back and forth between her mom and me. Between you and us, I think her mother and I are driving her a little crazy. And there was an article in the Wall Street Journal about dealing with divorced parents in the pandemic. And I'm like, honey, I think we fall into this category. So, and so what, what did they say about that? I, well, I didn't just, see you know, that. You have to deal with the, the back and forth and the, how's your mother? How's your father? You know, what, this kind of thing. And but so we, we're working on that. And she and I have been cooking, which is a blast doing final edits on our project together. She's my social media coordinator, so she's got a whole schedule for me. So we've got a lot to do. Well, no, Olivia is uh, a graduate of uh, uh, Michigan State. Am I correct University on that? Mich University of U Michigan. U University of Michigan. Sorry, boy, that's a big mistake I just made right there. <laughs> and also a, an elite athlete in gymnastics. She's so great. And you've just finished, uh, you're putting the final touches on this book called, what is it and when can we Confessions expect it? Confessions of a Division One Athlete, A Dad and Daughter's Guide to Survival. And we have had such a wonderful time. And as we say it in the book, I never knew my daughter, Marilyn. I don't know how much time you and Adam, have you ever just sat and looked at each other for weeks on end? And especially no. if he's gotten, no, as he's gotten older. So when she graduated from Michigan, she was doing a big job hunt. It had a lot of, you know, as you can imagine, ups and downs. And so I said, let's do this project. And then we really hunkered down and we've got 26 chapters and 200 plus you know, pages, and it's in the final stage of the editing process. And then we're self-publishing. Uh, so we're dealing with the cover and dealing with the style and all of yeah. that. And I'm just thrilled. Lately, I've got to share with you, we have been watching the Olympic Channel and one of Olivia's besties is a big um, guide there. So they're redoing the old Olympic meets. And Olivia yeah. knows all these girls. So now, even if they're from like the year 96 or whatever those years were, she knows them all. So she knows all the inside stories of this one didn't like that one. And this one really injured herself and they shot her up with, you know, cortisone to do this. I mean, it's such behind the scenes. It's fantastic. So we've had a blast. That's so great. Well, you know what? I think with this quarantine, by the way, my son, Adam, will be a guest on this podcast coming up very soon. 
maybe that'll be the quality time we'll get some real birth <laughs> out of it. But you know, uh, you know, you know, being a divorced parent, be, having children that are, you know, over twenty, oh, they're both over twenty, correct? Nineteen for uh, Evan, twenty-three for Olivia. Yeah, so it, it's a different. It's a different time, and and what does give me joy about that is that our children are older. I feel for those parents that are educating their kids at home, and uh, also ch- you know challenged by the fact that they are still working. If in fact they are, uh, it's hard to find joy. What is giving you the most joy these days? When you're we're you know right now at this podcast time, we're in week seven. Right. What gives you joy? Unexpected connection with current and past, whether it's employees, clients, friends. I had a, and she's a friend and a client, but they now live mostly in Florida. Send me a text three and a half, four weeks ago. First thing in the morning, Jim, Steve and I are in Florida. We're walking. He and I both looked at each other and said, how is our friend Jim Karras dealing with his firm, with his kids, with all that's going on in Chicago? She sent me this text. If you need us, we will be your sounding board. We will be your management team if you want to bounce things off us. I was like, oh my God. I mean, it was so warm and loving. And she's a lovely person, but I wouldn't expect a text like this from her. So it kind of makes you do other things. Another joyful thing, good friend of mine drops off my favorite Tuscan stew. I went to the grocery store. There were tons of flowers. I bought five bouquets of flowers, dropped it all at my doorman of my friends. Totally unexpected. That's, that is joyful. And that is joyful. I truly do believe that. And how we are treating each other, I like it a lot because it's different than the way it was just eight weeks ago. There's a different energy in the air. As sad as it is, yeah. I hope we come out of this kinder. So my joy has been with connection and has been with creativity. I've been working on some other projects that I never had the luxury to do before. Right. That's right. I mean, you know, people are saying, well, you know, I'm going to go through my iPhone now to get rid of all the pictures I don't need. Well, you know, or you can only organize your cupboard so much. How about uh, a friend of mine saying the other day, if you can two, three times a week, just connect with a friend, use the phone, call them, say, hey, I'm just checking in on you. That's all that really matters. I think his connection is right on. How is this pandemic affecting your business? Because I know everything is closed. Talk to us about your business in Chicago. You've got really a a massive, uh, you know, um, I was going to say, what what am I trying to say? People know you in in, uh, Chicago for being a fitness guy and these fabulous gyms that you have. So tell me about that. Well, what happened, Marilyn, is once we were getting the sense that there was going to be a shutdown, I instituted this remote coaching program to have my staff reach out to all my clients and say, look, we have equipment. We want to know what you need. We loaded up our cars and dropped equipment off all over the city and suburbs. Some people got two kettlebells. Some people got dumbbells from five to 25s. It depended how quickly they responded. All of my bands, all of my balls, every single thing imaginable. And about 50% of my clients have taken us up on a remote platform. So they are working out in their home. As you and I are, are actually Zooming right now, we see each other. I can see you. You position your phone or computer. We decide what exercises and what equipment you have. And now the husbands are joining. Now the kids are joining. The dog has joined some of the workouts. So that's a plus. The minus is my clients are going, I could say a bad word, bat something crazy. They're begging me to open the studio, which I can't. They're like, Jim, we're going to murder our wife and children if you don't let us come to the studio. And I can't. So my business could be, should be open right now, Marilyn. I want to be honest. I have 3,000 square feet in two locations and 7,000 square feet in the other. I will allow three trainers 
and three clients. Each person will get 1,000 square feet. We will wear masks and gloves and bomb the place every night and disinfect it. We could be open providing what could be an essential service. In Chicago, pet grooming is essential. That's so weird. That is so, I mean, I mean, I was looking, just talking about certain states about, uh, and nothing's wrong with bowling. I'm glad that you do bowl, but that's an essential thing. A tattoo parlor, nothing's wrong with a tattoo, but what is deemed essential and what is not is very confusing to a lot of us. That's for sure. It's politics, Marilyn. It's who's got the ear of the governor who says we are essential versus we are not. Chicago is though, I want to share with you, scary. I'm being very clear. You know where I live, Marilyn, and you know where you stay and how you walk to my apartment. That is the pretty street, Oak Street. They you originally weeks ago were boarded up, kind of like came up, nailed some things into the into the you know the plywood, the plywood, yeah, yeah. Now they are professionally boarded up to the top. There is no merchandise in the stores. It looks like the bomb already was dropped. So we fear this type of preparation could be for what's to come because Chicago, unfortunately, is the city of a great delineation between the haves and the have-nots. And my heart goes out to these people who don't have food, who don't have jobs, who don't have money in the bank. It's, mm-hmm. it's dreadful. It's, it's scary. And I don't know what their future is going to be like. If you were to guess about your future, I remember talking to a mutual friend of ours, uh, our friend Gary, who is an optometrist. And he said, he thinks with his business, people won't be able to walk in. They're not allowed to right now, even though he's an essential service. Uh, he's saying by appointment only. Um, maybe and that's-, we are by that's my business model already, Marilyn. So yeah. we are, we're going to put tape in my studios. There's going to be a flow of traffic in the front door, out the back door. And again, everyone must follow social distancing and everyone must behave or you're going to lose privileges to come into the studio. Yeah, really such so about. hard on businesses, and I know you own your business. So, with these online workouts, um, which you have you had already started already, and with by appointment only because we are following the social distancing rules, it's going to change a lot of dynamics in the I would say in the uh, fitness business. Do you not think? Oh, Marilyn, I watch Squawk Box. Um, all the time, CNBC, and a owner of a very, very large chain, I don't want to mention the name, said, oh, we're going to have no problem with social distancing. Oh my gosh, there's thousands of people in those clubs at the same time fighting for the same equipment and every treadmill is six inches apart. That cannot continue like that. It simply can't. So my business, again, I don't want to sound obnoxious, will prosper simply because of the business model is for very small amounts of people already to be in the studios. That's the luxury of my boutique studios is you don't have people all over the place. It's you and a couple of other clients. So I will be okay. I do believe strongly some people are not going to leave their homes until there's a vaccine. Yes, I I feel that way too. There was a statistic today about traveling. If you could get out there, you know, would you go see friends, family, or go for leisure? The percentages were quite uh, divisive, but they said, well, I'd like to go see my, my mother. She just lives a couple blocks away. But as far as getting on a plane and going anywhere, mm, no, I want a vaccine. So very and interesting times. Yeah. It's far away, Marilyn. The vaccine is far away, unfortunately. I and know. So I, I feel that we're going to have months. And now I'm going to go on a soapbox for a moment. We sure. know underlying conditions make for a far, far worse contagion and a far worse experience. If we take better care of ourselves, I'm not saying your health is going to say whether you're going to get the virus. 
I'm saying it's how your body's going to deal with the virus is mm -hmm. if your lungs are clear, if your weight is lower, if your inflammation is down, if your diabetes is managed, if your blood pressure, I have high blood pressure, Marilyn, but I manage it. Therefore, it is not an underlying condition for me. It's unmanaged. This is what makes me angry. It's unmanaged diabetes. It's unmanaged hypertension and asthma. And that's most of the time because these people don't know they have it. Right. Oh, right. That's so true. So for, um, as we wait on a vaccine and we are home and we are trying to figure out with fitness, I'm lucky because I've got, you know, a Peloton bike. So I go either take a class or, a, or, or I go on the scenic ride and I, and I try to do 45 minutes a day. That, that was a last minute thing that I purchased at the, I thought, you know, I should, you know, and you know, my husband, he's a, he's a cyclist too. So I said, he can't get to the gym because he's a frontliner. So that's why we got it. Thank goodness for that. But for those of us that need more of a workout or don't have a bike, uh, what do you want us to do as far as fitness is concerned, just to keep the lungs going? And you sure. know, I have started this, Marilyn. And again, I, I'm trying to make lemonade out of lemons with what we're dealing with. Like, what are positive things that not just for pandemic time, but for the future? So, of course, I'm binge watching tons of crap TV. I just absolutely love it. And Olivia and I do it together when she's here. So I do things like during the commercial, I have a little, I, I know you've seen it, a little African stool. I have to yeah. do as many squats as I can during the commercial. Then the next commercial, I have to do as many push-ups as I can during the commercial. Then the next commercial, I have to do as many lunges as I can. So if I watch an hour of TV, probably I have a minute to a minute and a half between each commercial break, I'm moving. The funny thing about it is I find it helps my mood. So ah. I'm getting blood to my brain. I'm moving. I'm not feeling like a slug. So I'm saying to people, exercise as we know it has always been for a certain duration, certain times of day. But right now, how wonderful to be able to put little things in whenever we feel like it. Olivia and I do an online red yoga class that she used to do in Ann Arbor. So we're doing, I hate yoga, by the way, but I love doing it with her and Evan's on it too in um, Ithaca and Cornell. So three times a week, I'm doing a yoga class with them. So whatever, and that's nice because it's with other people. Yeah. I do calls. And if I have a conference call, I walk around my dining room. Again, you know my apartment. So I literally lap the dining room. And the call may be a half an hour, 40 minutes. So why should I sit at my desk or in a chair? Why shouldn't I get on, you know, on the phone and walk? So it's just things like that that I'm trying to do. Move when you can move. I love that thing about the yes. squats during, during uh, Real Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about food. I've talked to a couple of, of people in... Uh, psychiatry and psychology during this time about structure is important, you know, uh, and, and waking up at the same time and going to bed at the same time. I'm not saying three meals a day, but the, the food should be good and don't buy the potato chips. Okay. So that's my crack, to, by the way, potato chips. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, listen, I've done everything I can not to buy and it's seven weeks without potato chips, but <laughs> what, what is the food? What, you know, people say, I oh, forget the bathing suit season. I'm not going to do it. I thought what a great opportunity to lose weight, but you know, I'm maintaining my weight. I'm like I say, I'm working out, but I'm just, it's, I know a lot of people are saying I'm not wearing hard pants. I'm wearing soft pants. Right. What can we do to not, well, we feel awful, but what can we do food wise to at least stay on course? I think the first thing has to start with the question. And the question is to yourself, do I want to maintain my weight? You just said it. Do I want to take this time to lose weight? or blanket, I don't care, I'm gonna eat whatever I want. Mm. What's very interesting is that in a family setting again, so I'm by myself 50% of the time, 50% with Olivia. People who are with the family, we have some clients, Marilyn, losing weight. 
because they're not traveling, they're not stressed, they're eating their the, the food that is being cooked for them in the house. So this opportunity to do all that just stressed out, I'm in the hotel room eating, isn't happening. First of all, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I am not the fan of the snacks. I know many people are. If you are and can manage them fine, snacking to me is mindless eating. I just keep going back for more. So I have a note on my door, which I did in one of my rants, that says, really? And so every time I go in the kitchen, it's like, really? Do you need to be in here? Because when Olivia's not here, her room is back there. There's no reason for me to go to the kitchen except three times a day or to get some sparkling water or something like that. So Mm -hmm. one, decide what you're going to do. Two, if you're with people in the house, let's have a family meeting and decide to do it together. You know, let's really say, say we're locked in together right now. What are we going to do together? You and Jim already have your healthy habits in your home. So mm-hmm. it's the ones that maybe don't have those healthy habits to use it as an opportunity to let's, let's do some smart things. Um, three, I've had a Cuisinart for four years that I haven't put together. So Olivia and I put it together. We Yay! made cucumber <laughs> soup. We're doing this. I mean, it's fun to cook. We buy those rotisserie chickens at Whole Foods. So we eat the chicken. Then we take the carcass, put it in the big pot with the strainer. We make our own soup stock. And then we start throwing in after we strain it and I get all the fat off. Then we throw carrots and celery and potatoes and whatever we have in the house in. And it's kind of fun that we're mm-hmm. kind of doing this together. And again, I'm not saying you can't have some comfort food and foods that you enjoy, but it is a time to really realize foods create inflammation. Processed carbohydrates, sugar, alcohol. That's another story. I've not been the best on that. Let me be, let me be perfectly clear. And you know, I don't think anybody has been. Yeah. I got a fantastic text from a friend and it says, drinking too much, a box, yes. Below it, a box, no. And then there's an X about three inches away, hysterical, <laughs> so the person couldn't see which box to check. <laughs> so, you know, again, it's making some decisions jointly. We so f- frequently don't do that. Now we're all in this together. Let's face it. So we can make good joint decisions. We did order some uh, gummy licorice, Olivia and I from Amazon, and we were allowed three pieces a night. It's 80 calories for the three pieces. And we sit there like a baby who had ice cream the first time going, mm, this is you so savor good. It. You savor it when it's, when you're limited, when it's a limited amount, right? Yes. Savor yes. It. What are you drinking? Well, if you are drinking, oh, like you're drinking white wine? White wine. Okay. White wine. Okay. Very good. And I also Uh, Olivia from the the, the junky stuff to the good stuff. I'm like, I think we can have some good stuff today. I still have Marilyn. Marilyn was at my 50th birthday party, which is over nine years ago. I just turned 59. And do you remember someone gave me 50 bottles of wine for my 50th birthday? Yes. We're we're finally going through the 50. (laughs) (laughs) What a good friend that was. And that, by the way, was not me doing that. Lovely. Uh, um, you know, I, I think about food. I think about what, what, you know, every week I go through something that I really love. Maybe this is a good thing. I love hummus. Mm. I don't know why. I think it's salty. I know it's protein. I get sick of eating certain things that I've been eating, you know, because they're so healthy. But I'm, but uh, Jim said let's let's eat that with cucumber, and that it. that was great. And I thought, you know, I remember when you and I talked about this on the Maryland Dennis Show not too long ago. I was about you know when that when the when you go to a restaurant, remember those days, and they give you the bread plate. And they give you the oil and the and the vinegar, you know, the balsamic vinegar. You just, you always said, take that away, take that away. Because those are those little nibbly things that you can have that can really add pack on the weight. So can you give me three things that are healthy, that still feel like a snack, that would be good? Love it. We have been making guacamole 
and yeah. we loading it with vegetables. So of course we use the avocado base, but then we just load it up. And Olivia and I both like spice. So we hit it with some Tabasco, which is yummy. Again, our delivery mechanism, Marilyn, is peppers and cucumbers and carrots and celery. So instead of using a chip or something like that, really, do you want the taste of the guacamole or do you want the chip? Um, ditto with making salsas. Salsas are a blast. And again, with the new Cuisinart, you know, I'm Mr. Salsa. So again, right. those spicy food I've said to you for years boosts your metabolism, actually. And it actually is, it has anti-inflammatory properties. So if you like spices, spice up your foods. It's really yummy and really good to eat. The third thing I will say is make some soups that you love. Yeah. Really make some things that you love. And you know what I say to people with soups these days? Drink it out of a coffee mug. You drink it a lot slower. In the bowl with the big spoon, we all kind of slurp it up. But when I say, I see you're drinking coffee right now. When you drink it out of the mug, again, it kind of gives you a little less portion control and it makes you think about what you are doing. So I, these are just some of the things. Oh, we made saganaki last night. Greek cheese is the flaming cheese. You know, when you go up and you go to a Greek restaurant. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. so Olivia's birthday's Thursday. So we celebrated it this weekend. She said, I said, honey, what do you want? And she's so cute. She goes, dad, there's only one thing I really, really want. I'm like, of course you can have whatever you want. Please, Saganaki, please. So we go to the special store and buy the special cheese. And I had the flour and the egg and the ouzo. And we flamed it up. And we had cheese. Now, I want to be clear. It's a 600-calorie cube of cheese. We oh. ate, ate half of it. So 300 calories each was our, in Greek, it's called a meze. That's a little something, something. So when you're sitting, you go, I don't think I want dinner. I just need a little meze. And you're like, me too. Let's go make something. So again, that was really fun. And that was a treat. It was a blast both to make it and to eat it. Are you watching all the, I know the, you've got a calculator in you because you're, you're this health expert and you just mentioned you just turned 59. We'll talk about that in a second. Are you calculating all the time the, the, the calories per day? I have been doing that since I was a chubby child, um, since I can remember. So yeah. yes, I have a running total, but that's my brain. You are correct in that. And I just have to flip something for one second. This whole thing with the federal money and people getting things, small business owners such as myself, all I do is look at the Excel spreadsheet. What if business is down 20%, 30%, 40%, 50%. You want to talk about stress? That's where I get up in the middle of the night and roam around my apartment. Because yeah. the unknown is fixed costs for small businesses don't go down. They mm -hmm. don't go down. Only the employees really are my variable costs. So I know what I've got to do. And that is, that's a stress inducer right there. But yes, I count my calories in my head all the time and always have. Well, stress causes weight gain. That's, that's oh, just face the music on that one, which absolutely. causes inflammation, which causes. So on average, just in case, you know, you can go to any app and they can give you approximately how much that vodka soda is, how much that little you know, dish of guacamole is. Um, what is the, what is the optimum calorie intake for a man who wants to lose weight and a woman who wants to lose weight? Um, a couple of factors, of course, their, their age and sure. height have to come into play. Let me use myself. Yep. Okay. I'm I'm 59. I used to be six feet tall. I have successfully shrunk to 5'11". When my doctor said you're 5'11", I said, you know, that's just not funny. And he goes, Jim, you're 5'11". Okay. Okay. Who from my office called you and said to say I'm 5'11"? That is not funny. He's like, Jim, you're 5'11". Have you shrunk? Wow. Uh, I haven't measured myself, but I think I have. I think I have. <laughs> so, Why does that happen? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, it, it's your vertebrae. It's actually your vertebrae. They just start to, the, the spongy little um, things between your, your cartilage. cartilage. 
Yeah, it just the okay. sponge gets less sponge worthy. Let's let let's puppy so it gets a little smaller. So I eat twenty two hundred calories a day. That is what I can find. I need to do to maintain my weight given my activity level and everything else. Most people, let's take a six foot tall man who's fifty, probably consuming around three thousand calories a day. If you knock that down by a quarter, if you go to twenty two fifty, you're going to lose weight. That's there's no doubt. If you're a woman who's eating I'm- close. Five, seven, five, seven and a half, but now five, seven, continue. Okay. So you, are you kind of 17 to maintain, 18 to maintain maintenance for you? It's, it's usually 16. To lose, it's 13. 13. Correct. I was going to say 12 to 13 for you to lose. Therefore, what I say to people all the time is what foods give you the biggest bang for your buck? So mm. that's where your personal likes have to come into play. Don't eat foods you don't like and use up your 12, 1300 calories. Eat foods you like and make you feel full and happy. That's the way to play the game of losing weight. Again, I always say to people, don't go on some diet that you hate the food. You're just right. going to go, go nuts. We all would. It's- it's, I mean, we all, we, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, it's trying that reset button. And I, I want to talk to you about that. I want though, because you and I've talked about this before, this is a good time to kind of recalibrate, reflect and get rid of the energy suckers as you call them out of your life. Let's talk about that, Jim. I have done that successfully for the past couple of years. And even right now, if I picked up the phone to call you and say, Hey, Marilyn, how are you doing? You go, Oh, not good at all. I'm like, okay, well, well, tell me for a few minutes. I can't spend more than two, three, four minutes on the phone with you. I can't be dragged down like that. I want to help people, but I'm really, my good friends, we all check in every day and we yep. all give ourselves a scale. How are you doing on one to five? You know, and what, what's up? Do you need, do we need to take a walk together? Do we need to do this? I'm truly trying to surround myself with positive energy and people, you, your original question, what's giving me joy? It's connecting with and people I thought would bring me joy and people I'm shocked are giving me joy. It's a wonderful, wonderful surprise to have that happen. But yeah. anyone who's listening to this right now, if you truly have people who it is just gloom and doom, minimize, you and I have discussed this, start to shut down much, some of the communication because it's just taking too much out of them. And if you think that they need help, of course, you will of talk course. to a relative or their partner. No, you and I've talked about that many times. Well, you know, we only have a couple more minutes and I do want to mention that, uh, you know, you are good friends with or, and, and have worked out with people like Hugh Jackman. Uh, name some other people. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah. Uh, who else? Peggy Noonan. Yes, Peggy Noonan. Rachel Weiss. Um, the, the lovely Emma. Emma, um, the British woman. Uh, Emma, Emma, Emily. Emily Blunt. No, Emma, Emma Stone. Emma, Emma Thompson. Thompson. Emma oh yeah. Thompson. Lovely yeah, yeah. Candice Bergen. Um, I had, had a bunch of them, and it's been nice. With a couple of them, we've we've reconnected lately through this, and it's really nice to check in and see how everyone's doing. Jim Karras, what does the future hold for Jim Karras if you could push the reset button? Oh, uh, I am in the process of, again, finishing this book with my daughter. That comes out. Olivia has helped me conceptualize a possible X-part TV series that is focused on, this called This is 60, focused on what it is going to be to be 60 for me, providing mm-hmm. a lot of what I do right, what I do wrong, what I psychologically have done right, what I psychologically have done wrong. I think of it, I think it could be really interesting for people to see a very honest discussion and presentation of what you can and can't do. And then you decide what you want to do. I want to make it almost like it's your choice. 
I'm giving you options. You decide what option sounds good to you. Let's get healthier. Let's get stronger. So just the other night, we really, we really did a bit of a treatment on this. So I would love that. Um, I would love, as my staff knows, to be out of day-to-day operations for my firm. I've been there 33 yeah. years, Marilyn. That's a wow. long time. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know something? The younger, the new generation is going to do it better. And I yeah. think many business owners and entrepreneurs, call us whatever you want. I didn't know what an entrepreneur was. I just, someone asked me to t- be their personal fitness trainer. I didn't know what they wanted. I said, sure. That was 33 years ago. I think the new generation, you need to step aside. I think our, our political leadership in the United States, why is everyone in their latter 70s? Do you know what I'm saying? I really, it makes me a little crazy. Where are our, where is that generation in their forties and fifties that we really need right now? Because we need that new perspective because the perspective we have right now, I mean, is anyone on our TV um, up there who isn't over 70? No. Well, I got to tell you something in the broadcasting world, we didn't set up a farm team. That's the problem. That was the problem. And I, and I, I'm not ready to step down yet as I'm 62. However, I will say that there will come a time, and but we did not set up people for success when it came to broadcasting. On that note, you went from rants to raves on your Instagram. Where can we follow you, Jim Karras? At, at, at Jim Karras one on Instagram and also on Facebook, Jim Karras. And I'm having so much fun with them. And I just I love when I get responses from people. When you like or comment, of course, my heart goes pitter patter. And Olivia explains to me, Marilyn is such a big deal, Daddy. She's like one of these big. I said, what is this check mark next to Marilyn? Oh, it's a big deal. She's such a big deal. So I'm like, I'm okay. ver- I'm verified. Verified. <laughs> right. Exactly. Verified. So, Very good. Um, yeah, that's great. Just keep spreading the good word. And a good friend of mine said, Jim, now is not a time to rant. Now is the time to rave. And I went, you're brilliant. You're mm-hmm. so right. Rave about what you can do and celebrate what you can do that is positive at this yeah. time. So it's definitely been fun. You are a great friend to me. And I'm so glad we could do this podcast. And the next couple of weeks, we'll have you on the television side of things. But in the meantime, stay well, my friend. I can't wait to see you in Thank person. You. It's so great to see you over Zoom. Yes. And of course, we're hearing your wonderful voice on Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. Thank you, Jim Karras from You're Chicago. Give that, give that grandchild of yours a huge hug for me. I'm going to steal that baby. Amazing baby. <laughs> Love that baby. Thank you, Jim Karras. Marilyn Dennis does a podcast. New episodes every week. You can download or subscribe on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. 